What do you need to do to adjust home, yours, or mom and dad's when they come home for the hospital? Stay tuned. Hey, everybody. This is Nancy May from Doing It Best with Elder Care Success. And this is a winter short. What are winter shorts? Winter shorts are tips, tricks, and ideas to get you through the short or longer winter days that might be just a little bit more tough. And every day counts. So stay tuned for this next winter short. Hey everybody, it's Nancy May from Doing It Best with Elder Care Success. And this is an episode that is actually a result of somebody asking this question. They were having some concerns about what to do to make their home more comfortable and safe for their parents when, actually it was their dad, it was coming home from the hospital after a major surgery. And they're used to having their own life, which makes sense. But adjusting a house, whether it's yours or even your parents, for a little bit more frailty, a little less mobility, and extra support that might be needed takes a little bit of extra thought and care. So that's what we're going to dive into today. So first of all, when mom or dad comes home from the hospital, we may have to understand that this could be a real turning point in the relationship that we have with our parents. Yep, they have been the one that we have turned to both emotionally, physically, and yeah, even sometimes financially over the years. And the shift from moving where you are the one that they are now dependent upon is tough. It's tough to be empathetic with them when you have all sorts of additional things going on in your life, work, career changes. We're getting back from the pandemic. Life is getting back to normal or maybe not sometimes in some places. And we may have kids of our own. Kids are going off to college. They may be growing up in different ways that we had kind of not thought. Yeah, stuff happens with them too. And the years ahead might be a little rockier than we thought. But that aside, getting organized will make your life easier and theirs even better too. Doing so will help you stay in control without being overbearing and will just make life a little bit more gentle on everybody around you. First, before you consider anything, you're going to have to really look at the kind of support you're going to need and they're going to need. Now, many of us want to take it all on ourselves, but I'm going to tell you that ship is going to sail really fast and you're going to need to get support from a spouse, yours maybe even dad, if it's mom that's coming home, if they can't do it, then you're going to have to look outside to get some extra help. It could be a friend, a neighbor, an aide that you're bringing on from a professional organization or an agency, or even an aide that might be on their own freelancing. There are a number of aides that are out there. In those particular cases, you are going to really need to do your homework and due diligence on them to make sure that they are the right people to have in your home and that they're safe for them, your parents, for you, and for anybody else entering the home as well. So that takes a background check. Next, I want you to take a look at their whole home environment. That means from the outside in, including how those front steps are. You may need to build a ramp or have somebody else build a small little ramp, just even for that first little step into the front door or from the garage. We had one built for mom and dad, actually had two built for mom and dad, one for their front door and one for the garage door. We're getting them in and out with an aide or myself or my sister was so helpful. That little transom can make a huge difference for somebody who's having mobility problems or even using a walker. 
And all you need to do is go to Home Depot, a couple pieces of plywood, and maybe a little handy guy or girl, and just put them together so that they're solid and they're wedged right in front of that door for you. It'll make a difference. We even put some carpeting on one in our garage for mom and dad just to make that wheeling a little easier and softer on their feet. Now, I didn't care that it got dirty because it was in the garage and it worked wonders. There was no concern of slipping for them, for us, or even the walker or wheelie walker, as I call them, that they were using. They actually even have kits for that. So if you go online, you can find a front door wedge, whatever you want to call it, that's short and will get you into the door in the house without any problems. Next, you want to look at and make sure that navigating the house, look at the inside physical environment of the house. Is it easy for them to navigate with a cane? Are they going to trip up on things, a walker, or even a wheelchair? And because they might need a little help, I would seriously consider how much room there is for you or an aide to stand next to them when they might need a little extra help. One great tool that I love is called a gate belt. And if somebody is having stability problems, the hospitals can even send you home with a gate belt. But the gate belts from the hospitals are sort of large. They're probably about four inches thick or, or wide, almost like a belt that easily hooks and slides in the front. I don't like those because they can cause bruising if they're too tight and you can't get a grip. But there are some online that actually have extra side handles. They don't look bad. And you can bling them up for mom or dad or put their name on them and have a little fun with them too. But those are a lot easier because also there are grips or handles, little side little loops for somebody to be on either side of a parent and just give them enough stability to make sure that they don't go down. Or if they are slightly going down, you can grab them with some extra support underneath their shoulders, grab them around their, their whole chest, not just underneath their armpit. And just give them a little extra support and lift them up. Now, if you're making changes and somebody's seeing it, guarantee there are going to be some complaints, some, you know, you know what, ing. <laughs> and, oh, you know, change is hard for everybody. But if mom or dad are being a bit pigheaded about safety points, gently go into the room, inventory everything, explain what you're doing. Don't let the paranoia build up in them. And just say you want to help keep them safe so that they don't go back to where they just came from, the hospital or the rehab facility. Just that memory alone will likely make them think twice and listen. And if they're not listening, stop, pause, let them take it all in. Because really, somebody who has dementia, and if they do have dementia or any sort of cognitive issues, it takes them a little longer to sort of absorb everything. So you're going to have to be a little bit more patient. Now, all the things that I'm talking about today are going to be in a PDF link to the show notes so that you can download a whole list of everything, which is going to be in greater detail than the discussion today, because I could go on for hours on this one, but we won't go there. Okay. The next room you want to start in is probably the room that has the most accidents, and that's the bathroom. You also have to consider personal hygiene when it comes to people who are getting a little older, even if our folks have been the most fastidious in the course of their younger lives where they were clean and obsessive about it. Geez, I know my dad used to go out on weekends and play tennis when we were growing up in Long Island and he would shower before he we went to play tennis. He'd come home and he'd shower again, of course, because he'd been out on the court for a couple of hours and kind of pew, didn't smell too good, <laughs> but he enjoyed himself out there. And then if mom and dad were going out for 
a meal or an entertainment, he'd be working in the backyard, mowing the lawn, working in the garden or doing other things. He would always shower again, shower and shave. So dad was kind of obsessive about staying clean and, and smelling clean, thankfully for us as well. But as he got older, he was a little less so. And that was kind of interesting to watch, knowing that we had that, I wouldn't call it concern, but certainly a little bit more of a challenge in keeping him safe and clean made us understand where we needed to make some personal hygiene adjustments in the bathroom. First of all, we all know about grab bars and grab bars are important, especially in the shower, around toilets, maybe even around a sink, depending upon how it's set up. But it's important to have these grab bars properly installed because if they're not embedded into a stud or really anchored well into a wall, a heavier person can grab on them and they'll just yank right out of the wall, out of the wall board or wherever they are. And you have these giant screws that are likely attached to the back of them. And all I can think of, and you're not going to like this visual either, is somebody falling with a grab bar on top of a grab bar and the screw going through an arm or a leg or a chest. Not good. Now you've got an emergency situation beyond just somebody falling and not hurting themselves physically. Now you've got a puncture wound. And puncture wounds, by the way, are probably one of the most dangerous wounds out there beyond a severe laceration because a puncture wound goes deep and all the germs go in there into that hole as well. Now, that's something I learned about as a kid in pony club because I used to ride and we were always worried about puncture wounds with horses. Not that mom and dad has anything to do with a pony or a horse, but it's where I got my first education on first aid. So I'm just giving you an FYI. As long as we're in the bathroom, do consider a raised toilet seat with the handrails. Those you can find at any CVS or Walmart or even order online. Amazon has the most amazing list of things, and it's a great place to do comparison shopping as far as prices. Do look at the ratings. If you're not looking used to looking at ratings, I would say look at the number four, three, and two. The most important are really sort of that that second one down. So if it's a five-star, you want to look at four, three, eh, maybe a few twos. But that's going to tell you really how good that product is for people who've used it. Make sure it's a verified purchase on Amazon if you're looking there. Another really important tool in the bathroom is I call a wheelie chair, really shower chair. The good ones are made out of PVC so that they're water resistant. You don't have to worry about them. They dry easily. You can put them outside to get some fresh air and sunlight on them to clean them off above and beyond scrubbing them down. They're great in a wet area and they have wheels on them that lock. You want to make sure that these have a wheel that locks so they don't scoot out from somebody when they're sitting down on them or so that you can easily roll them in yourself and lock the wheels so that mom and dad don't scoot out from underneath you or an aide. If they don't have a walk-in shower or a wheel-in shower, do get a shower tub seat that actually has a swivel because what you'll want to do is have them sit down on the edge of this seat and then be able to swivel it in and scoot it in, usually on sort of a rail that goes across the tub. Make sure it's solid for at least 200, 250 pounds, if not more. Yep. Our parents do lose a lot of weight typically as they get older and become more frail, but some of them are heavier because there's no exercise going on. So if they eat more or the bad foods, that weight can come on really quickly. But you want to make sure that the stability of these items really does carry a lot of weight. And that's critical. 
Soap. You wouldn't think soap's important, but it is because their skin has become really frail and paper-like and sometimes almost translucent. Well, the thickness, the fat layer under the skin actually reduces as we get older. So it'll it'll look kind of crepey. You see those ads for, you know, the crepe erase on the skin stuff. Well, that's that's not so much of an issue now, but it's the delicacy and using a, a bar of soap or some soaps that are soft and gentle on the skin and actually have a high fat content will be easier on their bodies. Stay away from, if you can, any of those liquid bath soaps, you know, the that come in the jar because those are incredibly drying and will cause even greater problems on their skin and even make it sore and hurt over time. One type of soap bar, if you want to use a bar that I like, is called Basis. You can typically get it in most grocery stores or even a pharmacy like CVS or Walgreens or any olive oil-based soap. Anything that has a high fat content, if you don't know what it is, then just ask your local pharmacist. They should be able to direct you as well. Another item in the bathroom that's very helpful for those days when they really don't want to shower or bathe which is okay because typically in a care facility, most of the times they're only required to make sure they get a bath or a shower. I think it's once every five days, which sounds like disgusting to us. But depending upon the state that they're in, you want to also make sure if they're in a care facility that you know how many times they were required to make sure mom and dad are clean and showered and bathed so that they don't end up with other infections as well. But a no-rinse bath wipe is fabulous. So those are good to have. If nothing else, just have around to make sure that their hands are clean before they eat. Sometimes it get a little stinky too. Those bath wipes, by the way, will be very helpful and useful to any aid that is working with them and just make their lives a lot easier. And you'll know that mom and dad will be safe with those as well. Again, PDF downloadable in the show notes. Don't forget all these things are listed there and a lot more. Now let's move on to the bedroom. The bedroom typically has a rug. If it's not wall to wall, which can be hard on scuffing and just shuffling because it's easy to trip on that. But if there are loose rugs or area rugs, those are tripping hazards. I think we kind of all know that. If they insist on having those rugs there, get some extra. They have actually have like sort of a Velcro tape that will stick to the floor and the base of underneath the corners of the rug. So make sure that those are just like almost cemented down and don't come up. They'll still be tripping hazards. That said, ideally you want to be with them if they're going over a rug edge or have an aide with them or a friend or whoever is working with your parent at that time just to make sure they do not accidentally get their foot stuck under a rug or that the rug flips up on the end and they get caught up in it. Dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. If they spend a lot of time in bed, which is likely over time, consider getting an air mattress. An air mattress will help you with bed sores. Now, if mom and dad are spending a lot of time in a bed that has a cushion, but it's on a hard surface, which is basically what most mattresses are in anyway, the pressure points on their body and, and our bodies that we're laying there are consistent. They're not going to be moving around a lot. And it's very easy to get bed sores that can become life-threatening. They'll happen around the hip joints, any place where the bones are a little bit more pronounced, the back of the tailbone, the back of the butt, like the crack, elbows. It can happen almost any place, but typically around the back of the spine, the top of the, the butt, the hip joints, and even 
just under the pressure points, your your seat bones are some really key areas to watch out for as far as pressure points. And if they sleep on their side, you're going to see them there too. But an air mattress keeps the movement on, on these pressure points going so it's not consistent all the time. Hard mattress, whatever it is, may not be hard, hard, but even if it's soft, will still have consistent pressure on those points and can easily create very dangerous pressure wounds. They'll start out looking a little soft and a little red, almost like an irritation. That's the time you want to make sure you get some zinc ointment on there and keep it soft and clean and just watch and make sure that it doesn't get even worse beyond a red spot because that's a warning sign. You'll also want on the bed something called bed chucks. Now, I didn't know what a bed chuck was before we started taking care of mom and dad. And I learned this from the aides, but a bed chuck is, it kind of looks like a piece of a mattress pad that's long. Some of them are a little shorter, but covers the bed or the mattress right about where our private parts are. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm being delicate, ladylike. Anyway, the bed chuck, a washable ones are the best ones to get. They're a little expensive. They can go anywhere from Oh, it's probably about $40 on up to $100, depending upon the size and the quality of what you've got. But the top of it is a mattress pad and underneath is sewn on a plastic washable cover so that any moisture that's going through the top will not go down to the mattress itself. And of course, you're going to want a plastic cover on the mattress as well anyway, just to protect that mattress so it doesn't become stinky and, and soiled. Also, get a waste can that has a tight lid for disposing of any incontinent products bedside. You're not always going to be able to take those out to the garage or wherever else you keep your outdoor garbage cans, but having those pile up in the house, trust me, you're not going to like it. If you've had kids, you know, stinky diapers are for kids. Well, think about that twice the size. (laughs) I don't want to get too much more graphic than that, but you get it. You're going to need extra bed sheets, extra blankets. You will be doing more laundry. So just, hate to sound like a stinko, but just deal with it. It's okay. And the fresher and cleaner they are and feel, the better you're going to feel. The house is going to smell good. And life together with mom and dad will just be a little bit better. Oh, and don't forget a bedside commode because those are really helpful at night. If mom or dad want to get up in the middle of the night, instead of taking them to the bathroom, sometimes a bedside commode can be a lot easier for you and for them. Again, PDF, a lot more stuff there. Now, you might not think that this is important, but getting in and out of clothes with buttons and zippers and ties and everything else is going to be difficult for mom and dad, especially when they have neuropathy in their hands or extreme arthritis. You'll know arthritis because the the knuckles get really big and sore and the hands just don't move as much and their hands will be a lot colder. So just consider that. One of the things I want to recommend is that just because we may be slowly changing out their clothing to something a little easier to get into doesn't mean it has to be ugly. Take some time, do a little shopping, do it on your own, do it with mom or dad, things that they're going to like that are enjoyable to wear. And you know what? I don't know about you, but my vanity can be a little strong at times (laughs) and I want to look good all the time. Well, maybe not all the time, been like cleaning and doing stuff like that at home. But even still, there's nothing like feeling good to yourself and looking good in the mirror and the outside world. So when getting some of these clothes, just keep that in mind that 
you want to keep mom and dad's sense of self and integrity and maybe a little bit of pride and vanity intact. So t-shirts over the head, easy, stretchable, a little bit bigger than normal are good because they won't have to worry about zips or buttons on the shirts. And also pants, the same thing when buying pants, elastic waist pants that are easy to get on and off and even shoes. So drawstring, elastic waist, snap closures for shirts are great. You can rip them off really fast, especially if there's an emergency. It's a fast way to get a shirt off if they need it, if it's a snap, or to quickly take it up over their heads. And worst case scenario, if it's a shirt that you don't care about that much, let's put it this way. Clothing can be replaced. Those that we love can't. So if there is an emergency and you have to cut off a piece of clothing, don't worry about it. It can always be replaced, but mom and dad can. And sometimes it may sound kind of stupid, but sometimes we kind of have to be reminded about that. So pretty shirts, jackets, a little bling for mom, a little extra bold color blue for dad, something to make them feel handsome and smile. Same thing goes with shoes. Now, I know a lot of the podiatrists will sell these expensive, crazy, outlandishly crazy expensive shoes. And <laughs> my dad had a pair and I was so furious because he never really used them, which was which was okay. But we kind of got coerced into buying these things from a podiatrist. And I call them dad's Frankenstein shoes. I'm not sure they were so safe. They were fine for him sitting in a chair because they had this big wide toe and we didn't have to worry about his toes rubbing on the inside because the arthritis will get into their feet as well and the joints will swell. So you may have to look for shoes that are a little wider than normal or that they were used to, but do be careful that they're not too big that they can't walk in them. Frankenstein shoes <laughs> are not pretty, but sometimes pretty doesn't matter. Again, if they're safe, they're okay. Still, there are lots of specialty shoe stores that work to make sure that the shoes that they could use are attractive, make them feel comfortable and are safe and don't rub in the wrong places where you can create sores. Again, another spot for physical body sores that can become infected and dangerous. You don't need to spend $800 for a pair of ugly Frankenstein shoes at a podiatrist, although maybe podiatrists will say otherwise. Just think twice about it. Okay. That's all. I'll stop there on the shoes. Other clothing, pretty fuzzy, cozy bathrobes, even for dad. They don't need to be pretty for dad, but they need to be cozy and comfortable because he may want to be in them a little bit longer. Pretty for mom. Warm, fuzzy socks with the grip bottoms. If they don't have grip bottoms, you can get grip bottoms, or you can even get a piece of suede to sew or have sewn on the bottom. If you're not going to sew them on yourself, because that's not your thing, that's okay. Take the socks with the piece of grippy kind of suede to your dry cleaner and ask to have their seamstress sew them onto the bottom of the socks. One more thing off your plate, another resource to use. You may also need compression socks. A doctor or a cardiologist may recommend these, especially if somebody's got a heart issue to sort of keep that blood flowing and not pulling at the bottom of their feet, especially if they're not getting up and walking a lot. Know that also, if you can get them up to walk 30 minutes a day, doesn't have to be all at once, keeps that blood flowing a little bit more, keeps them mentally stable and alert, and you know keeps you active too if you're walking next to them. But do check with a cardiologist and your doctor about compression socks if they're needed and ask for the type because they do come in various, I guess, strengths of compression. And that's important because you don't want to cut the circulation off their legs. The other is no skid slippers that fit properly and won't fall or flop off their feet. 
Another tripping hazard, make sure that they fit strongly, but not too much to cause any sores. Now, enough with sort of body clothing and beds and stuff. We're going to jump into cleaning products. Now, I am not a clean freak, I have to tell you. Thankfully, our aides were like OCD on cleaning. I've got a cousin who's OCD on cleaning. That is not my thing. If it's clean enough, fine. Or joke was at home. If you can, you can eat off our floor. Anything you can find, you can eat. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> well, maybe it wasn't that bad, but forget it. I won't go there. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully, that gave you a good laugh. But cleaning products are important because the smell of the house is also a health hazard for you, for others entering the house, and for them. A lot of dirty, soiled products will start to mount up in the laundry room, get them cleaned as quickly as possible. Laundry soap, you'll be surprised. Some laundry soaps work really well, like Gain is one that just almost gets rid of everything. And Purcell. Somebody told me about Purcell. I actually kind of like that one better because it doesn't have that, I call it the the branded Gain smell. It's like, oof. Sometimes that's a little strong, but Purcell sort of gets rid of the stinky pee and dirt odors as well. So consider using one or the other and testing it and seeing which one works best for you. Try not to be disrespectful when it comes to stink and smells. I know it's kind of hard sometimes because you're like, oh gosh, do I have to, do I have to enter the house again? I can't stand the smell. Well, guess what? Pee and poop happens. (laughs) When you're a kid, I guess parents with young children will say, yep, poop happens. Well, when we're a little older, poop happens a little bit more in a larger amount. Okay, I'm going to stop there again, too graphic. But bad odors are not healthy for anybody. So one tip to use if you're not aware of it, if you have a dog, you probably know about this. Nature's Miracle is a great product to get. It gets rid of all those natural body odors very quickly and easily by spraying on an area. You can spray it on furniture. Guaranteed you'll need it there. Use a bed chuck, by the way, actually on chairs too, because that'll help. Nature's Miracle can be put in a spray bottle, cleaning around the bathrooms, around the bathtubs, around beds, anything like that. It's a great product to get rid of the smell of pee, poop, stinkies, anything that's just like, ugh out there. Now you can go to Petco and get it, get it by the gallon. We had it by the gallon. And there's a new product out that I see on television called Poof, P-O-O-F. I haven't tried that, but you might want to try that too. If it says it can get rid of skunk smell, well, then it can get rid of any smell. But I think Nature's Miracle might be even more economical to use. Buy it by the gallon and just stick it in your cleaning cupboard. Timed air fresheners. Now, this is something I didn't use at home, but my aides used it in the house with mom and dad. And anytime I came down to visit, I got to tell you, this house smelled like a wonderful field of whispering wildflowers. All right. So I'm kind of sounding like a commercial here, but (laughs) it did. I walked in the house. I never smelled anything that was yucky. This house always smelled fresh and clean and bright and vibrant and nothing that was too overpowering. So they use these little timed air fresheners. At first, I didn't know what it was because one night I was staying here and, and I heard, piss, piss. I was like, what is that noise? It was about every 10 minutes. And I thought, is there a mouse in the house? I thought that something was running around. No, I figured it out. It was one of those little timed air fresheners that kept going off. It drove me nuts till I figured it out. But they do work. Carpet freshener, another thing, especially if you have wall-to-wall carpets. At some point, You're going to get rid of those carpets. If you sell the house or if mom and dad pass on, you may change it out yourself, whatever. But if you have wall-to-wall carpets, 
use this carpet fresh stuff. It's typically made with a baking soda base and has another scent on it. Throw it on the carpet, sprinkle it on once or twice a day, let it sit for a few minutes and vacuum it up. It will get rid of any stink, guaranteed. Now, next move is on to security monitors. Security monitors aren't important. Getting in and out of the house, if you have a wanderer, get one of those little monitors that will sit at the front door. They're mobile. I mean, you can pick them up and move them around, but it's like an electric eye. They won't necessarily know it's there. And you'll be able to hear if a chime, if anybody's coming in and out of the door. If you get the right ones, actually, we got ours at Harbor Freight. They were, I think, about $25 or $30 for two. And you can add multiple ones on as well. So you don't just need one or two to start with. I put the other ones just at the foot of the bed so that if mom or dad got out of the bed, as soon as their feet hit the ground, if nobody was around in the room with them, that alarm would go out loud and clear. We could hear it probably from the next door. <laughs> I'm sure the neighbors were ready to complain to us. But it's loud enough that you'll know that somebody is getting out of bed, going through a front door, a side door, wherever you want to have these. It's a monitor you're going to want to have. And they're inexpensive to use. It's also great, as I said, for wandering. If anybody's going to wander from the house, put it at every single entry into the house that they could possibly get in or out of. And you'll know where they are if they try and get out. Cameras, of course, inside and out. Especially if somebody's coming into the house, you know that what's going on and an active monitor in your home. If you're not there all the time, place monitors that can connect to your cell phone or a lead aid or whoever you're working with, predominantly yourself and maybe family members so that you know what's going on. And if aides are concerned, just say, look, I'm not worried about you. I want to be able to use this as a way to make sure mom and dad are safe if something happens. I use these cameras very well whenever there was a 911 emergency. I would jump on the camera, I would jump on the phone, and the aide and the 911 emergency responders would be there helping mom or dad. I would always know what to do and what was going on because I was there and I could monitor the situation from 1,200 miles away. It was a life-saving for my head, for my heart, and for my aides so that they didn't know that they were alone, and mom and dad too. Also, if there's doing anything that you don't like that you just think is not safe, you can use it as a training aid. Say, I'm not correcting you and say you're wrong. Let's just try it this way. And we use that as a training aid for new aides that came into the house as well. Just to say, you may think you did it this way, but just, just look, this is how it was done. We're not criticizing. We just say, let's try and try these a different way because you don't want to create animosity among anybody. Baby monitors are great. They're an amazing tool. Our aides use them like they were stuck to their bodies all the time. I think they probably had one growing out of their sides. But the baby monitors were in mom and dad's room, the one with the visual. So you had like sort of a camera. It gave them privacy while they're sleeping or in their chairs, their lounge chairs, watching television. And an aide was in the laundry room or outside just getting a little fresh air themselves. Having that as an extra safety tool is great. And you can see what's going on if you're in the house yourself. As I said, the trip and fall monitors are, I just use those, like the front door alarms were great and just helpful for everybody because you know, you couldn't not hear these things. Skin creams and barrier creams are important. You're going to need to have those in the house. A zinc barrier will keep moisture away from areas that get a lot of wetness, especially around the butt or other parts, just to keep things dry. And the skin that I said is a little bit more delicate will get pressure sores a lot easier. But that zinc barrier cream works wonders. Also, band-aids. Not your typical band-aids, you might be surprised, but next care sensitive skin bandages. 
you'd be surprised if you use a regular bandage on somebody's skin that is frail and delicate and that very fine paper thin, you can actually rip their skin off their body with a bandaid. Not like you would with a kid, but if you're ripping a bandage off just to get it like off real quickly, say, let's, let's not get it hurt. The last thing you want to do is see their skin come off with it too. But NextCare and Band-Aid brand also has them, but NextCare is probably one of the best. And it's N-E-X-C-A-R-E. That information will be in the show notes too, is perfect for sensitive skin. It's also, they have, um, they have a bandage that works if a pressure wound is started. You put a little bit of that zinc cream on that wound and you put the bandage, this barrier waterproof bandage on top of the skin. A doctor will tell you how to use it or you can go online and figure out how to use it. But it does quickly help heal those pressure wounds when they start. Now, before we go, and just please note again that the notes for all of this in more detail will be in the show notes. It's in a PDF you can download, but that's sort of the cheat sheet. And those be, there'll be a lot more information there. The other thing is that mobility devices, be careful about wheelie walkers. The ones you get from Medicaid or Medicare, they're free, but they actually transfer the body weight off the center of gravity, which also can create a tripping hazard. And those things can scoot out from underneath you really quickly. The best are the kinds that are kind of square and force you to stand upright. You know, the old fashioned ones that grandma used to have, like the metal ones that sort of wrap around you. And some people put the tennis balls on the base of them. Those are really the most ideal, but not everybody likes them. And not everybody wants to feel like they look like an old person. So that's okay. But the upright wheelie walkers are square. Drive has some really good ones. They're not inexpensive, but they are excellent. And they also usually have a little seat on them too. So if somebody gets tired, you just turn around and whoop, there you go. You got a seat and they can sort of catch their breath. Medicine containers. Now, everybody's going to have one. If you don't already have one, you can get them free typically at CVS, small ones, or at any of your pharmacies. The more complex ones that are dated, timed, and tracked will cost well over $75 on up to a couple hundred dollars, depending upon how fancy you want to get. But they are helpful if you want to make sure that mom and dad are on their own and they're not taking the medication when they shouldn't. So they can have even have alarms and alerts to let you know that they've been used on your cell phone. And one more thing, mealtime. We're probably noticing that they're not eating as much as they used to or maybe eating the wrong things, only sugars, which tends to happen because our taste buds like that sweetness. And if they're not eating and don't like the regular foods that they like that are a little bit more, and maybe bitter, I wouldn't say bitter, but you know, broccoli's a little bitter. I love broccoli. I could eat it day in and day out, but still broccoli's a great one. If they don't like it, try pouring a little honey on it. Not a lot. You can even water that honey down with a little extra liquid and just drizzle on top. It'll sweeten things up just a bit and they'll get the great nutrition of that food that they normally might not want to eat. So that's a good tip. Also spice. You know they say? Spice makes life better. So try it on their food. And they might even be not eating because of the, the soreness in their hands, neuropathy, arthritis. It's just hard picking up utensils that we're used to that are a little smaller. And you can get utensils online or there's like a senior depot or any, some of these specialty medical supply outlets will have utensils, forks, knives, and spoons that have big grips on them. They're easy to use. I know my dad used them. Mom never needed them, but dad was really reluctant at first because they didn't look too pretty, but you can get them in different colors. So the handles have different colors. And if you sit down with mom and dad and use a pair yourself, it takes a little getting used to. 
but they do wear, I mean, it just works like a regular knife, fork and spoon, but they have a big rubber grip handle on it. And it's a lot easier for them to pick up and use and cut their food and, and gives them dignity and respect to be able to still feed themselves. You don't want to have to feed somebody if, if they can do it themselves. So try those. And then one more last tip. So if you've ever been to, well, we've all been to a restaurant, but next time you go out to a restaurant, look at the colors that they have the restaurant decorated in. Typically, the better restaurants will use warm colors. And even McDonald's does this, the orange, the yellows, warm colors, reds, oranges, stimulate the appetite. Interesting, huh? So if you'd like to stimulate a little bit more hunger and appetite in mom and dad, get a couple of red plates, maybe make their tablecloth red, napkins red, cup red, maybe not all red. It's going to look like a <laughs> look like a crime scene, but try some colors that have a little warmth to them as opposed to blues and greens. Get something that's warm yellow, orange, red, that's going to just increase the energy a little bit. And you might be surprised it could actually work versus just plain white. So those are a few tips to get you going when bringing mom and dad home from the hospital, whether it's to their house or to yours. And remember, just be a little gentle on them. It's a change of life that they're not ready for and that you're probably not ready for. It's going to take a lot more time than you realize. When you make it fun for both of you, it's just that more gentle on your heart, theirs. And I guarantee the memories will be better and stronger and more positive for you, for any aides that you're working with, for your kids, for any family member that's involved. And make it a good day. Bye-bye. It's Nancy May here at Elder Care Success. And don't forget, all the show notes here, even a whole list of what you can use, will be in a PDF that you can download in the show notes. It's going to be a lot more detail than I went over here because we went over a lot, but it's going to be helpful. So make it a great day. We'll see you soon or we'll hear you soon. Bye-bye. This show is sponsored by Caremanity, the publishers of How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies, a step-by-step -step guide before, during, and after. For your own personalized free file of life, go to www.howtosurvive911.com. All trademarks, brands, and comments are not intended to be substitutes for medical, financial, or legal advice. Please consult a medical, legal, or financial professional for issues relevant to your own personal situation. This show is produced by Caremanity LLC. All rights reserved. Caremanity LLC.